0: 7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabis
1: Grant Wahl who has so tragically passed away out here in Doha, was more than a colleague of ours in the press box. He was an inspiration. I'd known Grant since France 98, and uh, we'd always been friends, we'd always swapped ideas, swapped stories, swapped information, and... As Grant did with so many journalists in the in the press box, he was so liked as a person. Just he was just fantastic company. But he he was this inspiration. You looked at the uh, the work he did with Sports Illustrated initially and subsequently with his work for Substack, his work um, as reporting and as a pundit on television, and also his fantastic podcast and his knowledge of football soccer, as he used to call it, which I. I've wound him up about probably about three times out here in, in Doha so far we had three or four really long conversations just sort of catching up and you know his passion for for the game for America for his great country which he loved so much becoming a major soccer nation as he called it and his pride looking forward to the uh, you know the world cup in in 4 years time which you know, he was one of the pioneers who, who who set that on its way. And his book, amazing book on uh, David Beckham, the Beckham experiment, on Beckham's time in LA, was just groundbreaking. It was it, it was incredible. So the uh, America's increasing love for soccer, Grant Wahl, was very much part of that. And his conscience, too, he had fantastic values. When he stood to be FIFA president in 2011, we thought, oh, brilliant, because he's got good values. I mean, out here, he, you know, he campaigned, he wrote about the migrant workers. He wrote about the homophobia out here. And then all along, he's been a huge supporter of the women's game. So, look, we're all rivals, great rivals in the press box, but we're all good friends, too, because we love the game. And we've just lost a huge friend in Grant wall
0: Okay, good evening, everybody. Thank you for staying us for staying with us here on SAFM and for joining us on the sports show with me, Tabi Masia. Katlaku Madiba is producing the show and Patrick Munana is in technical with us this evening. And uh, our opening clip is from sports journalist Henry Winter who shares his memories of the now late US sports journalist Grant Wall who sadly passed away in Qatar while covering the FIFA World Cup. Um, he apparently collapsed uh, during the last uh, 16 match between um during the quarter final match rather between the Netherlands and Argentina he he was actually live tweeting during that game if you see his his last two tweets it was just after the um the equalizer that took the game to extra time. I think that was his last tweet. And then we heard that he collapsed. And a few hours later, he had lost his life. So um, tonight on the show, we just want to find out more about Grant Wall. We want to remember him. I mean, those of us who are in the industry will know who he is. I've been following him for years um, on social media. Very outspoken, as you heard there from from the clip also. Very passionate also about sports in the U.S., especially the soccer, as they call it, at that side. So we will speak to lawyer and sports writer Kelsey Trainer uh, who knew uh, Grant Wall as we remember Him and just trying to understand what happened here yeah, because it's come as a shock to a lot and a lot of people. Um, and also we will uh, go back to Qatar to speak to Moroccan journalist Ahmad Talal who told us last week that they believe that they can beat Portugal and be the first African team to reach the semis and they did. So you can imagine how it is um, in Moroccan for those Moroccans that are in Qatar and we want to get that reaction that raw emotion and also look forward to their semi-final against France. Can they play the same way against France like they did against Portugal and Spain where they basically play without the ball. And later on in the show, uh, we're going to talk uh, A bit of rugby I want to catch up with the Cheetahs They are now in the in the Challenge Cup They won this past weekend They've been in the wilderness for a few seasons now um, The Cheetahs, after being kicked out of Super Rugby And all of that uh, But they're finally in a European competition And I believe that they're actually based in Europe For this one So we're going to get uh, more information from the Cheetahs there And also, if your team is still in the World Cup In the last four, well done to you Well done to those who've picked France, um, France are still there defending champions. I thought it would be very, very hard for them to defend um, to defend a World Cup. Uh, but I did say Croatia was too good. A shot at fifty to one. Not to take a bet if you were betting men, and I hope you guys did. My team was Brazil. The dark horses were Portugal. They both out. But I remember when I spoke to Stephen Chrotas before the tournament, I said, "Watch out also for Argentina because they had been on that. Was it a thirty-five game unbeaten run leading up to the World Cup? And they're champions of South America also." But after watching them lose to who beat them, Saudi Arabia. After watching them lose. Was it Saudi Arabia? Yeah, Saudi Arabia beat them in the first match and then I wasn't sure if they still had it to win the World Cup um, Argentina. But they've soldiers, just soldiered on in this World Cup doing it the hard way also even in that quarterfinal against the Netherlands and obviously lifted by the brilliance of Lionel Messi and how fitting would it be for him to win a World Cup considering what he has done for this beautiful game that we love so much. So, um, you're welcome to send us your voice notes 61 Is 107 still is your team still in it if not who's your team now in the last four never too late to change your mind don't worry Tabiso musia on safm okay let's get over let's go over to the us now just to find out more about the sudden passing of sports journalist grant wall and we are joined on the line by lawyer and sports writer kelsey trainer kelsey uh good evening and thank you for being able to speak to us in south africa the, tonight
2: yeah, thank you for having me, and, and hopefully next time it's under better circumstances.
0: Yeah, such a pity we're talking under these circumstances. And I believe you knew you knew Grant very well.
2: Yeah, Grant was he was a mentor not only to me but to so many people. Um, he had this quiet kindness about him, uh, as well as just this these ethics and morals uh, as a journalist that so many of us followed along. Um, and he was always one to give out a compliment so freely, which is not something you you always find in the journalism world. So um Grant was very good to me. I'd been on his podcast, um, had had chatted with him a bunch of times and and um, it, it's a devastating loss, not just for the the u s. soccer community but for the for the entire international community.
0: Yeah. and how has the reaction been that side, Kelsey, especially considering how sudden his his, his passing was?
2: Uh, the reaction has been just absolute shock and devastation. Um, I think so many of us saw it. It, w- it was late at night uh, over here in the States when, when the news broke. And so many of us saw it and we thought we'd wake up to, to different news. That, you know, he was just ill or, or he was in the hospital somewhere. Um, and for it to be so sudden, it, you know, you had mentioned earlier that, that he was tweeting. He was kind of live tweeting and, and posting on Instagram um, of the match. Um, and so it's, it's just been real devastation. But, but also you've seen the impact he's had on people. Um, you know, LeBron James um, and just so many athletes uh, and, and celebrities, but but just the journalism community. There's not a person who's had a, a bad word to say about Grant. And I think that's a real reflection of, of who he was as a person. Yeah.
0: And and how much do we know about, about his sudden passing? I mean, like we said, he was tweeting during the game and then apparently he just collapsed
2: yeah unfortunately, we don't know much. I believe his brother um had tweeted out today that his you know he would be coming home in the next few days um, and they would do an autopsy here in the states um from you know the the eyewitness accounts. it was very sudden um and there apparently was not a defibrillator uh, on site there available for him again just just not totally knowing the circumstances of what occurred. Um, I think there's just been a ton of speculation, but just out of respect for him and his family, uh, I think we're all trying to just sit back and wait and see see what happened. But um, the, the suddenness of it, again, because he was tweeting, because he was really just active, um, it's just been so shocking and devastating for all of us.
0: And and we've seen reports that he had been feeling unwell earlier in the week. And I think he even mentioned it in one of the podcasts that is part, is, is part of. Was it fatigue from what came out? Was it the World Cup taking its toll from what he was saying?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think in his own words, he was saying he, he was absolutely spent. He had been um, covering the World Cup for, for a number of just straight days without a break. And I know he came down with something. I know he had gone to, uh, you know, the medical tent and you know they had given him some 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 sort of medicine to help with with symptoms that were similar to bronchitis um again i know he had uh, apparently tested negative for COVID a few times um and so just in terms of like he was definitely kind of feeling feeling ill and feeling down but to the extent that that anyone thought that this was life-threatening um i don't think any of us had, had any idea and you can see pictures of him, you know, in the days prior and he was smiling and even, you know, obviously hosting his own podcast and and speaking uh, very well and clearly. So um, it's just been a surprise that, that it, it took this turn
0: yeah and and he'd made headlines actually during this tournament, Kelsey. I'm sure you'll remember when he tweeted that he was being refu- he refused entry inside one of the stadiums because he was wearing a rainbow t shirt supporting the l g b t q i plus community. Do we know if there were any consequences for his action for for that act or for wearing that t shirt
2: I know for that specific act, he was detained. I believe it was for about thirty minutes or so, and his phone was taken. i think eventually um someone came and 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 kind of let him go and let him out uh grant was always an advocate uh for people who maybe didn't have a voice or or their voice wasn't able to be heard um and as recently as the day before uh he passed away he was publishing articles talking about uh the very tragic deaths uh, recently of, of migrant workers um over there building the stadium so i think you know grant he lived out every single day talking about this stuff that was hard uh, and that maybe not not very many journalists would tap into just for a number of different reasons but he didn't shy away from those hard conversations and while being a journalist and looking into um looking into things he also was an advocate and and you saw that by him you know wearing that that rainbow shirt into the stadium
0: and I guess that's also part of the reason why you seem to have such uh, received such great admiration from his colleagues. Uh, like we've seen the messages of support, like you've mentioned.
2: Yeah, he, he was an advocate, uh, but he was so genuine. Uh, you know, he had such meaning to, to journalists in, in the global football soccer community. Um, but, you know, he was heavily involved in the women's sports side of things as well. And that wasn't because he saw it as a charity. It wasn't because, you know, he thought, oh, maybe I, I should, you know, do this. He knew and understood um, the entertainment of the women's game, the stories that were there. Um, And he always was in any space he was like so authentically himself. And he showed up uh, with such professionalism. And that's another reason why he was so respected. He was so professional. Um, He he mentored and, and helped out so many people. And he took his job very seriously. He took the ethics of journalism and the morals involved in it very seriously and, and, and really never um, strayed from that. So he had people's respect as an advocate, uh, obviously, as the work that he did, but also how he showed up uh, in a professional manner day in and day out.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm sure, I mean, you've seen the reaction also on, on social media. There's been a lot of talk that his death should be investigated. Is that the same feeling in the U.S. and, and from his family?
2: Yeah, I think to some extent, I know his brother, uh, right after it happened, posted a video, um, you know, alleging that there might've been foul play involved. Um, he had since tweeted that he was very emotional. He knew Grant had been having death threats while over there. Um, and that, you know, he doesn't really take any of that back, but, but obviously is waiting to really just hear what happened and the health issues and, and, and what actually played a part in, in that with Grant. So, Um, I think to the extent that people's initial reactions were potentially suspecting foul play um, and who really knows. But at this point, the focus in the U.S. has really been about honoring Grant, making sure that his wife and his family feel loved and cared for um, and and letting the, uh, you know, letting government officials be able to do their job and get Grant and his body home so that it can be uh, looked into and investigated.
0: Hey, for those who are just joining us, we've just crossed over to the U.S. We're speaking to Kelsey Trainer, who's a lawyer and a sports writer. We're just remembering sports journalist Grant Wall, who passed away um, suddenly in Qatar. I mean, he was covering a match, and then he collapsed, and, it was, and, and that was basically it. And I had been following him on social media for years now, and as Kelsey was saying, I mean, he's been an advocate uh, for women's sports, women's football. Um, he stood up for a lot of causes also, and I think he also gave just f- football or soccer in the U.S., as they call it, a huge profile on social media and he seemed to be the go-to guy. We're going to wrap up our conversation after this short break and we'll also hear from uh, Spanish journalist Guillem Balague who also shared his memories of um, his housemate actually in Qatar, uh, Grand Wall. on SAFM.
2: How do you reflect on those events
0: of, of Friday night now? How did they play out from where you were?
3: So he told me on the Friday morning he, was, he, had, he had a longer sleep than usual uh, he was clearly tired. I think it gets to a point where we've been working every single day. Uh, in fact, I arrived Thursday night. It was 2 o'clock in the morning from, from Spain. And um, and he was on, on his computer talking to his subscribers. And I went to bed and he was still doing that. And then he told me that he had been to hospital. Because uh, we'd known since he arrived that he, he didn't feel well. He was given, given three days of antibiotics and... Uh, but he wasn't still well, so he had gone back. He thought or they thought not sure about that that he was bronchitis. but we walked you know fast in our pace and on the stadium, and there was you know there was no signs of anything of anything um and then when he collapsed james homecastle was who was in the same table as him, but on the other side and had moved away from it, just said, "hr has just collapsed, and I got close and uh, yeah. So I, see, I saw a lot of people around him trying to revive him, and, um, and then after 20 minutes or so, they, they took him
2: away.
0: What is
2: it be-
0: Okay, that was his housemate in Qatar. i mean unbelievable story here Guillaume bayagi who uh, was speaking to amanda davis on, on on cnn kelsey as we wrap up our conversation now um you mentioned earlier on lebron james actually i, I remember that um i remember that there was um we we got that cover here in south africa Probably still. When was that? In the early 2000s when, when there was a cover of LeBron James and I think the headline was this is the best um, high school basketball player that I have seen in my career. And it was Grant that actually did that cover. I mean, it could have gone peer shaped if LeBron didn't achieve what he's achieved in the game. But at the same time, look at what LeBron has done now. What does this say about Grant then that he could pick up a LeBron James when he was still in high school?
2: Yeah, I mean it. It pretty much says everything, you know. Grant was was at Sports Illustrated, and he was involved in so many of the the historic moments that that we've seen in sports. Um, and then eventually, he shifted over uh, to really focus on soccer, and was part of the reason that you know soccer in the United States became as big as it is. I saw a quote somewhere saying that um, you know Grant's name and, and imprint is on. All of soccer in the United mm. States, and and there's really nothing truer than that. Um, and and yeah, I mean, you saw he with LeBron James, like he he absolutely did it all, um, and he was able to pivot in so many different ways. And again, I think I think the most important thing uh, that that I'm going to remember is just the outpouring of love and the people that he impacted and affected. And if you look at what people are saying, it's it's all the same thing. It was a kindness. It was a quiet kindness, um, and it was. Just the interest to help other people in this space, um, as in the journalism community and the sports community, um, that the grant just did so effortlessly. Uh, I think it's something we can all try to mimic.
0: And even at his place of work, I mean, he wasn't shy um, to, to 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 say how he felt because apparently that's how he was. He, he parted ways with Sports Illustrated because he had been of uh, fighting against pay cuts.
2: Exactly. I mean, he he did the hard things. Um, He didn't shy away from them. I mean, so many of us at times, you know, we see stuff happening, but we take a step back, right? Because it's like, how will this affect us and our lives? And Grant did all of those things, knowing that it could impact him and his life and his ability to make money. And he did it anyway, because he knew it was the right thing to do. And he knew what he was fighting for. Um, And he did that in, in so many more areas than just at Sports Illustrated.
0: Okay, may your soul rest in peace and condolences to his family and and close associates there. Thanks for being able to take our call tonight in South Africa, Kelsey, and condolences to you too.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Um, Kelsey trainer, lawyer and sports writer, uh, also very passionate about sports. And women's sports also uh, you can also follow her on social media really really terrible story here about uh, grant wall and i think th- like i said those of us in the industry will know him very well because you you, you kind of get these tweets that come up on the same timeline as yours if you have the same interest and you like similar things and grant was one of those until i started following him and he was very vocal very passionate also and it's just said that um he had to lose his life in Qatar during a FIFA World Cup and once again our condolences.